Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Nick Jimenez. And today on the show, we'll be talking about The Woman Who Lived, part two of the two-parter that began with The Girl Who Died. Uh, it's, 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 it's uh, yeah, it's a thing. Um, <laughs> so let's uh let's start off with um before we get to that episode let's start off with some news and some emails hey yay yeah so first off um the big uh the big news is that uh we had talked about it maybe happening or rumored to be happening i think a few episodes ago but it was officially announced by Big Finish that they were going to be doing the continuing adventures of the Tenth Doctor, um, with uh, three brand new episodes uh, coming in May of next year, starring David Tennant and uh, Catherine Tate as Donna Noble. That's so rad. I know. Have they have they said if this takes place in between the events of season four, or does it take place like? Is this going to be the Doctor? Is this going to be Donna before she becomes the Doctor Donna or after? It would be, it would be before. That That's usually what they do is they find two episodes that have like – is like a good spot to wedge their stories in. Sure. Um, OK. Because they do like to make it as like in continuity as they possibly can. Of course. Um, but the three episodes are Technophobia, Time Reaver, and Death and the Queen – and, Do they have writers? Yeah. Uh, Technophobia is written by Matt Fitton and is set in a London slightly in the future where mankind is gradually losing its ability to use everyday technology. Could yeah. there be an evil force at work? Um, yes. Yeah, I would say it's Doctor Who, so uh, why is that even a question? Um, the second episode is Time Reaver, which is written by Jenny T. Colgan. I thought you said Coleman. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Doctor and Donna arrive in Calabrese, an entirely mechanical planet. Hmm. Uh, catch, hitch, fuel, fix, buy, pretty much any kind of transportation in existence. It's also a world full of scoundrels where a deadly black market has opened up in a device known only as the Time Reaver. Mm, cool. Oh, that sounds like a really cool episode, actually. Yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, and then Death and the Queen is written by James Goss. Donna is swept along in a fairy tale romance and meets the man of her dreams in the beautiful land of Goratanya. Uh, what can possibly go wrong, and why has the Doctor never heard of Goratanya? That sounds incredible. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the stuff. I, I'm a little confused about what technophobia is about. Um, sure. But yeah, the other two weird. sound absolutely mind-bogglingly good. Mm-hmm. Are they going to record in the same room? Yeah, yeah, they always do. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so great. Yeah, or at least in, like, adjoining booths where they can course, see each yeah. other, you know? But, like, they'll be – it won't be, like, Arrested Development Season 4 where it's, like, awkwardly – Oh, no. Like, okay, that's great. Yeah. No, they always – they, they like their cast to be in the same room interacting with each other. Oh, man. Yeah. So uh, May of May of uh, 2016, just in time for my birthday. Hey! Nice. Happy birthday to me, new tech the doctor. <laughs> the big 2-9. Um, so we will definitely be covering these. Absolutely. The I would love to listen to these. And I'm, 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 I'm not a big uh, – not for uh, – just I haven't – I've yet to uh, – 
dive into the world of Big Finish Audio, yeah. but um, me and a lot of New Whovians, I bet this is going to be what gets us turned on to them. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've heard that they are doing everything in their power, bending over backwards to get Christopher Eccleston to do another season. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, that would be the most incredible the most incredible get that they've ever had. I would say even bigger than the fourth Doctor when they got Tom Baker. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what he sounds like in his episodes. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty accurate. Well, you know, if they tell Christopher Eggleston that it's, like, a drama set in, like, World War One era Poland, I'm sure that he'll do it. Why is everyone calling me the Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Squiddly Spooch. <laughs> I just... Uh, why do I keep I saying know, fantastic? He read he read Thor of the Dark World and said yes. I don't know why he... I don't to, like, either. I mean, my thing is, I don't... I think they'll be able to get him. Not a knock on Thor of the Dark World. That's a knock on Malekith. Right. I think... I love Thor of the Dark World. Uh, I do not. But uh, I, <laughs> I think we're still in agreement. Um, <laughs> we know we know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think that... Because Eccleston's biggest problem with the show in general was that he hated Russell T. Davies. So <laughs> if... Russell D. Davies isn't involved, I don't see why he wouldn't come back. Yeah. Especially since he can show up in his PJs, do three days work, and then go home for a year. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, And, you know, the Ninth Doctor is such a wealth of stories. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's so many places where you can wedge stuff in. I mean, just in the first episode alone, he keeps disappearing and coming back. He could be gone for years and years between each time we see him in the first episode, you know? Mm-hmm. I would say even more so than the War Doctor. He just has a well, which is also coming, right? Yeah, yeah, the War Doctor's coming I, Okay, in like a couple of months. So is River. So River and the War Doctor are both coming out in 2015. Uh, I don't know if they're co- I, They might be coming out in like January and February or something like that. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I think they're so we should so we should review. I'd be down with reviewing all of these. Okay, because this could be something we could do during the off season. Yeah, as like yeah, as like an option. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, because it's new content, it's new stories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, okay, so that'll be that'll probably be a thing that we uh, do going forward. And uh, all of these, the the three pack or whatever, is uh, available for pre order. The bundle is available for pre order right now, and it's um. It's twenty two pounds uh, on the Big Finish website, which I imagine oh, is bad. roughly twenty five dollars American. Uh, speaking of uh, purchasing things across the pond, I have an announcement to make. Oh yeah, um, that's right. I procured one ticket, <laughs> one ticket. Well, technically two tickets to see uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child parts uh, one and two uh, in o- October of twenty sixteen. So essentially, <laughs> a year from now. Yeah, because um, by the time I got on there, so I I, I I I pre-ordered. I mean, like I signed up for it back in like July, right? And so they were like, "Hey, because you signed up early, tickets go on sale the thirtieth, but you get to buy yours on the twenty eighth." And I was like, "Zoom, zoom, zoom!" And <laughs> so I like you know hopped on the queue, and by the time I got there, July through September were all sold out. Wow! Um, or like if you just wanted to see part two. <laughs> I'm like, no. I like so, the people who just bought tickets for part one. That's I know. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. what are you, what? So I bought um, freaking like you know, bleed like nosebleed seats. Yeah, 
Uh, I'll wait until the inevitable movie. Of course, yeah. But, I mean, you know, tickets were only, like, uh, tickets were, like, 30 pounds for both of them. Wow. I know. So, like, 45 bucks American. That's great. Yeah, I think they, they were doing, they really went out of their way to make it accessible, where, like, a ticket for one show was, like, 15 pounds. Wow. That's awesome. Up there. I mean, you know, if I were to get, like, lower level, they were, like, 150 pounds. Sure. Right. But, you know, McGruber didn't play homie, and homie don't play like that. <laughs> so that gives me a full year to, like, you know, I'm starting a GoFundMe. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but no. So, like, you know, maybe I'll do, like, some live podcasts in London. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll, like, visit the doctor. Well, no. I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm going to do nothing there but, like, stay with my friend and then, like, go see the show and then, like, go home. Oh. I'm not really looking to, like spend a lot of money on there. Yeah. You have an England but friend? I have a couple of England friends, actually. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I've been around, Scott. Yeah. I just, we, we, I, I just, I just know Naomi, I think. <laughs> oh, really? That's what I'm talking about, Nate. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, you're like, uh, oh, I haven't asked her yet, but I mean, I'm just assuming. I mean, she doesn't know, but she's going to say, yeah, I'm her <laughs> boss. I'll write her out of the show. <laughs> Uh, Naomi, for those of you who don't know, is uh, one of the actresses on our show, Geek by Night. So, mm-hmm. there you go. Um, yeah, I I would love to go see that, but uh, I can't. Uh, I just can't justify it in my head. Well, yeah. I can. I well, I mean, you're young. You can. <laughs> you can. You you're still young enough to make mistakes. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't told my parents yet. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's so expensive to travel. Sure. It really is. It's like $1,000, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't have that kind of money. Well, I don't now. Yeah, sure. But I want to, you know, make a movie. So I wouldn't be worried about that. (laughs) Raising money for that, I I don't don't need to go see. uh, I'll just wait for the movie when it comes out inevitably in 2018. um, Because You think it'll be that soon? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? You don't think Warner Brothers is going to be hop all over that? Oh yeah. Well, when is they'll, um, they'll at least wait for Beasts? the yeah next year? Oh, what? Okay, and then that's a trilogy. Is what? it? I thought it was parts one and two. Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, I thought it was okay. A, I, I yeah, think I you're right. I, I might be wrong. It's just a duology. You know yeah. what I was thinking? How cool would it be if du- they got um, Daniel Radcliffe to play Harry? I mean, that would be cool, but I think he is uh, so done. Yeah, he's, like, over it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, because he's, he's a very talented stage actor. Oh, you mean yeah. on stage? On stage, yeah. Oh. Because, like, he did Equus, he did The Cripple of Initiative. I mean, that would be cool. Broadway. That would certainly be cool. I don't think that's yeah. what they're going to do, but it would be cool. Sure. They'll get, like, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I think if they were going to do that, the tickets wouldn't be as cheap as they are. That's true. So... But yeah, I'm excited. And, you know, if nothing else, I'll scalp them for, like, a grand. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Um, so, I guess that, I, yeah, that's it's England-related. That's good. <laughs> so <laughs> This kind of this matters. Yeah, on the, on the Doctor Who podcast, Harry Potter. All right, it's fine. Um, I'm sure there's a, there's, a, there's a solid Venn diagram of the two. I would say so. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they did reference Harry Potter once, so it's fine. Yeah, once. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, so <laughs> once like thir eight years ago, eight years ago. <laughs> Wait, is that the only Harry Potter reference they've ever made in the show? I think so. No. That's weird. Yeah, they didn't even have. They didn't even know it was called Deathly Hallows yet. They just called it Book Seven. Yeah, I like how we haven't name checked the episode yet, but we all know what we're talking about. <laughs> Shakespeare um, Code. The Shakespeare Code, a very underrated episode. I love that episode. Yeah, I didn't realize it was underrated. Okay, maybe maybe it's a properly rated episode. I just don't hear it talked about a lot. Yeah. Well, it's it comes really from a very good season. That um, the Martha season was so good. You guys, it is so good. Um, Time lock was that what it's called? Gridlock. 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 Yeah. yeah. Oh, gridlock's so good. Yeah, gridlock's actually in my notes. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. So, okay, so before we get... Uh, so that's the news. That's the big news. Uh, new Tenth Doctor Adventures, which is really, really cool. And Donna Noble Adventures. Right, my, right. You know. Um, I hope... Hopefully they get to do a... Like, next time they do they do a trilogy, they'll get Martha. That'd be awesome. Whoa! What if they get Bernard Cribbins back for an episode? Oh, man. Oh, that's... Gr that would be great. Oh, my gosh. I would cry. Oh, man. He's he actually they could he's been in Doctor Who Big Finish stories. Before. Oh sure, yeah. He's been in uh, he's been in uh, an Eighth Doctor one where he was a um, Eighth Doctor Lucy and he was a uh, record executive. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, um, and it was just it was just Bernard Cribbins, uh, just being like a cocky like kind of a kind of a kind of a, a jerk like record exec like that's awesome like him just being like uh you know like oh oh you know saying things like oh sweetheart you're not gonna get anywhere dressed like that like that sort of thing <laughs> like but it's bernard crippens <laughs> so it sounds like your grandpa yeah yeah totally yeah um all right so we also got an email and it is a very long email so i'm not gonna read the whole thing but it comes from uh, it comes from Angel uh, at Angel Angel Angelmeister um, on Twitter. I don't know if that's a typo or not. No, it doesn't look like it is. His name is Angel, but his Twitter handle is Angle. Um, Hello, Angle. Messing with you. Yeah, but his but his <laughs> but his his his, uh, his email address also involves Angle, so that's how I know. No it's luck not catching a, them killers. It's I. not a typo. <laughs> Um, Sorry. Yeah, I love that. Um, uh, so he basically talks about the woman who lived. The the email. The subject of the email is the woman who lived and the horror of eternal life. Mm -hmm. And okay. he's talking about how every episode this season has involved the idea of living past when you're supposed to. Um every every episode so far so like the first the first story was about the daleks and davros living mm -hmm. past um their expiration date and then the second story had the ghosts like coming back past their expiration date and now this these episodes um a shield a, sh a shielder a shielder yeah a shielder a shielder is living lady past, me right living past her expiration date so so that's sort of like his his whole thing is just like what could it mean um, as far as uh, like what 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 is that what does that theme mean for the season like what what 
what does that have to do with anything? Like what, mm-hmm. what could it all mean? Um, and so, uh, let's see here if I can find the thing. I wonder if the show is hinting that the Doctor will have to abandon Clara, and that's how she leaves the show. Because um, she's talking, he was talking about a, Sh- a Shielder's like comments about all of that stuff. About sure, yeah, and so she, he's wondering that, or if alternatively, it's going to actually be the opposite, and she's going to uh, abandon him. Um, and then he says, "Let's see." He's talking about Capaldi's face, and he says that he comes on my side mostly on the idea, doesn't trust Moffat with mysterious plots, um, and and is apprehensive about the hybrid prophecy. Uh, But even if it relies on the Doctor having a dumb amount of control over his regeneration energy, I like that the explanation, not that we needed one, was a character reinforcing thing and not a look at this fancy shiny plot marble sort of thing. Um... There's still the possibility that Moffat could take the take the Capaldi and Torchwood and make a plot mystery of that, but I kind of hope we just let the idea die along with a shielder. Uh, additionally, I think the woman who lived makes the idea of the Doctor reminding himself of his mission contrast nicely with the purpose purposeless monsters and a shielder, so that makes it a little better in my book. So, um, so yeah, so basically he's just wondering what the theme of, of the season could be and what it could mean for the rest of the season. Uh, because, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I don't think I, I... I think I had realized that there was some sort of overarching thing, but I, I don't think I'd really put um, put a point on it until watching this episode. Yeah. That that's what this season is about. And it uh, it definitely makes me worried about. I don't think Clara is gonna leave. <laughs> yeah. I I don't think she's leaving. I think she's dying. Yeah. No. I I really do. This was such a. Um. This. Uh, th- th- thank you for the email. Uh, yeah. Thank but, you, Angel. Um. Actually, yeah. Uh. This episode was so my jam when it wasn't about the plot. Yeah. Um, so like I thought, I think there is so much food for thought, and I think we're going to come back to the 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 conversations between a shielder and the doctor a lot once we finish out this season. Um, yeah, I I, I, I I agree with um, with Scott. I think that that final shot of the episode of of the doctor kind of looking longingly at Clara is like, oh, her goose is cooked. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I think this is kind of an episode that is something that I've always want. I always want the show to do is to kind of point the camera towards the doctor and be like, okay, well, what what is this dude about? Right. What's keeping him going? What's he afraid of? Right. And yeah, he kind of accidentally created a new. I I love. Lo- I mean, if you're doing spoilers, I loved the ambiguity of a shielder and the doctor's relationship going forward. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I, I think yeah, the doctor is kind of sort of lashing out at his at his own immortality in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be consequences and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what those are. Yeah, I think um I I liked the episode. I kinda of feel like how you do. I really liked the conversations. I thought those were all really, really well written by mm-hmm. uh Catherine Tregena. Tri- Trigena? I don't know. Um, Catherine. And Moffat. Yeah, Catherine. What? 
did didn't Moffat like co-write this episode as well? No, or was it just her? No, no. it's just her. Okay, cool. I didn't know. Um, so so I really liked their conversations, but yeah, the plot was just was kind of silly and I don't know, whatever. Um, but uh, although I will say that I think it tied up and and linked to the first episode really really well. Um, sure. Yeah. So I think it all tied up together pretty nice. But uh, every time they would do plotty stuff, I was like, eh, okay. I yeah, also like lion guy. And- right. I also found it, uh, and this is this is a problem that Doctor Who does has every time they do this. It seems like every time a companion is about to leave, they inevitably do an episode without them, and it's just like, okay, like. She's leaving. Like, don't do an episode without her. Like, she's leaving. Yeah. We don't even know. Yeah. For all we know, she could die in the next story. We don't know. But we don't know if she's going to make it all the way to the end of the season. But, like, don't do an episode was- without her. And not only that, but it's also frustrating that <clears throat> the main problem that we've had with this show is the way that companions are written. And a, a big factor of that is that. I think we can all agree that a big factor of that is that it's that the show is primarily written by men and companions are primarily female. So then we finally get an episode that's written by a woman and the companion and the, is nowhere to be found. Yeah. yeah. And it, that's really frustrating to me. Um, as good as, as good as Lady Me uh, and, and Maisie Williams is, it just, it, I felt, I felt that Claire yeah, was missing. Like, yeah, yeah, especially the the chance of Clara getting a new feminine voice. Right, right. You know, where where she's not like, you know, Natalie Portman in Garden State. Right. Um, actually, it's kind of really blowing my mind now that I think for Clara's entire run, I I don't think she's had a, a, a female writer writing for her. No, that can't be true. There has to be like one or two, yeah, right? Yeah, because that's, that's the first woman writer since... Um Russell T, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. That's just so. I mean, I mean, she's you know, only it was a great the, episode. She's but. only the third or fourth female writer of, of on Doctor Who ever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. Well, it's anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, this is a sign of uh, changing tides. But something that um I was thinking about while you were going over that email, um was the theme of, um, like, living past your expiration date, like, the way that it was phrased. Because mm-hmm. we had some of that in last season, too, like, um, with the creepy skin robots and deep breath and right. the whole, um, like, nether sphere Cybermen right. thing. So I think that's interesting that they're either, like, choosing to carry it over or exploring it more. Yeah. And how that links into, like, the doctor and what he's dealing with and then, like, Clara. Right. Because, um, like, even Clara, like, we've seen Clara die, like, on screen several times at this point. Right. Because I think, I think what, because I, I think you're right. And I think that that's the reason why, or one of the reasons why Capaldi and Clara make such a good doctor companion duo. Mm-hmm. Um, because... They're both characters now who live pa- have lived past their expiration date, you know, because because Capaldi is getting he's the first in a new regeneration cycle, yeah, um, which is something that he's not supposed to have, and so I I think that that's 
I think that's interesting from uh, the perspective of like thematically linking the Doctor and the Companion, which I don't think they've really done much of. Yeah, it's normally like the Companion laying witness to the Doctor. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah, I, or like the Doctor kind of like reacting to something that happens to the Companion, right? I.e., like Donna or Rose, right? Uh, so the idea of the Doctor and the Companion actually going through similar life experiences is a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that, and and so I just think that uh, I I I really like that they're doing this thematic thing. Because it's not something that we've ever gotten on the show before. Uh, like it's something it's something that feels new to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I like it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I I like what it's hinting at. We'll see how it actually executes it. But yeah. Um. So we'll yeah we'll see how it all ends up at the end of the season. But uh, I really like it so far, and it tells me that the Christmas special is going to involve the doctor bringing river back from the dead. Mm. That's what I think it's going to be. Mm. Um, but if it gives us a whole season of Capaldi and river, I'm for it. Yeah. Just yeah. wrap up Capaldi with that season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Like just, just Capaldi and just 12 and river being like an old bickering married couple. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there 12 or 13 episodes this season? 12. So we're at the halfway point. Yeah. Two, four, six. Yep. Yeah, we're halfway through the season. Uh, luckily, there's not that long of a wait between uh, the last episode and the Christmas special. I think that was one of the re- ways that they saved money was that they cut an episode out of the season and turned it into the Christmas special. Oh. Yeah. That's Did a- they do that last year, too? Yeah, or? yeah. They started it with okay. last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cassandra, what were your general thoughts on on the episode? Um, I really, really liked it. Um, we pretty much went over a lot of some stuff, and we'll mm-hmm. probably go into spoilers soon. But yeah, no, it was really good. It was like the deepest episode of Doctor Who we've had in a while. I feel yeah. Um, and the dialogue was so good. I want this writer to come back so bad, not just because she's a lady, because woohoo, but like she's, it was beautiful. So good at, like, dialogue and I mean, banter. the line, like, I saved your life. No, you trapped me in it. Yeah. Ugh, it's, like, so good. That was, yeah. But that being said, I will never forgive her because the Sonic sunglasses are back. They're back, yeah. baby. He's got another that, pair. That might be a, a Moffat, like, thing when it's like, oh, yeah, bring the sunglasses back. It's the worst. It's the worst. I was reading a thing that said um, that the screwdriver's coming back eventually, but, like, they're just kind of, like, mucking around with the sunglasses. They're just kind of, right. I don't know. Maybe they just don't want to design a new one right now. Yeah, probably not. Maybe. Um, uh, yeah, no, the, I, I noticed right away that, that you know, not to say that, like, men and women are, are different, but uh, she definitely, I feel like... Catherine Tregena or Tregena, I don't know how to Trigain, pronounce it. Tregena? Tregena. T-R-E-G-E-N-N-A. Email us at... Tregena. Um, <laughs> I think that she, uh, right off the bat, you just feel like, oh, she cares about the characters, not the plot. Yeah. Like, right yeah. away, you're just like, oh, right, this is what it's like having a female writer on something. 
is that okay. their focus is characters. It's never plot. Um, and I, I was just like, whoa, what a breath of fresh air. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> it was just immediately. More of this, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Although... Toby Whithouse. A Shielder's on board. weird voice thing. I don't like that. Especially oh, their explanation. that was... Especially their dumb. explanation just being like, oh, I practiced. It's like, yeah, I, that was really stupid, <laughs> but I got over it really quickly. Yeah, it doesn't yeah they never bring it up again, so... Yeah. I just forgot about it. Was it... Did, okay, was I the only one who was, like, hoping beyond hope that it was the horse? Oh, talking? <laughs> yeah, talking. That would be really funny. Um, yeah, I do I do think it was weird. Uh, that opening scene was weird to me. Just because, like, it was cute, but I felt like... It went on a little too it long. It went on a little too long, and I felt like maybe she was struggling with... Like, she just wanted to get to the fun character stuff, and so <laughs> she had to, like, write this cold open because you got to have a cold open and so she mm-hmm. wrote this thing and it's cute and it's amusing but in the context of the rest of the episode it doesn't actually make any sense like as far sure. as the way that they're inter- like well specifically the way that Lady Me is reacting to the doctor and it's like what are you doing here yeah what are you what are you doing this is my robbery and you're interrupting it and blah 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 and then all of a sudden like she takes on a completely different tone and personality with him yeah on the other side of the opening credits hmm. well, it's like, i've been waiting for you take me with you like yeah it's weird didn't maybe and because also, i mean yeah. it like it's in front of other people like other characters so maybe she is like oh, maybe, maybe. yeah maybe that i mean i could i could yeah, I could buy that, I guess. Like, you know how you're in, like, a persona or you're in character with something and then something happens and you're interrupted and you're like, oh, that's that's weird. Yeah. It yeah. takes you a while guess, to shake it. Yeah. And I guess you don't want to be like, doctor, it's me, the, the little right. girl, and not, like, the nightmare. Right. 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 Um, speaking of, how old is Maisie Williams? Are, are we talking about the kiss? She's eighteen. She is She's 18. eighteen. Okay, but that but that was weird. That, that was the really kiss weird. the kiss was, was super weird. But it was also was it was also it freaked me out a little that she had a husband and babies. That was weird too. Um, well, I mean, like well, the thing about Maisie Williams that she looks very young. Yeah, that's the thing and, that bugged me. And I know what Cassandra's going to say, which is that historically women had babies and right, husbands yeah. way younger <laughs> than. They do now, yeah, but it doesn't make it any less like any 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 less uncomfortable <laughs> to see right, it. Right. Well, it, so the the baby thing didn't bother me that much because I was like, oh, oh, well, I guess that makes sense because of the times. But the kiss thing was yeah. when it happened. I was like, well, that, that's a little weird. But then when he was like, by the way, my lady, I still remember that kiss. I'm like, what? Yeah, the? I, I know, I know that's in the script, but Oof. it was just like Sam Swift. It, you know, yeah, Sam Swift, who was such a likable... I like Sam Swift, besides like those two moments. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, it was just kind of a skeezy kind of, like, sexualization of Lady Me that I wasn't cool with, but maybe that's my stuff and not the show stuff. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it either. Um, I, I, like, I like that they didn't actually push it too much. Like, that was the extent. Like, they're teasing it, but they're not, like, Sure. Oh, they're yeah. gonna hook up. Yeah, you know that's. Funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they are both immortal now. Yeah. Uh, I really, yeah. I I think it would be fun to see him in the present. And just so he's he's totally like Jack Harkness two point out. Yeah. 
By the way, we were just talking about how get those two together. We were just talking about how they never bring up Art Russell T. Davies characters and total name drop of Captain Jack. Well, but technically... Because it's a Moffat character. Yeah, he's a Moffat character. Oh, okay. Yeah, his first appearance was in a Moffat episode. Uh, Yeah. Um, Did anybody else wonder if uh, Leandro the Lion was a descendant of cat kind? Oh my god, I did too. (laughs) From, From Gridlock and New Earth? Yeah. Or oh, um, that random like race of cheetah people in the very last episode of Classic Who. Oh, yeah, that too. I was like, whoa, that's weird. Yeah. That's a weird callback. Sur- survi- survivor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, survival. Uh, survival. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I know I would be very okay with them never showing up again. The, the cat people? <laughs> the Leonide. I, 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 I love the cat people. I oh. just wasn't too crazy about Leonidas or whatever his name Leandro. was. Leandro. Leandro. <laughs> Lion-O. Yeah. Leonidas was the was the, in the Battle of Thermopylae. You know what though? Uh, you know what Le- Leandro did for me. Leandro and I, you know, know that I know nothing of this. Uh, what did Jon he do Snow. for you, Scott? But they could totally, <laughs> they could totally uh, do a Thundercats thing and make it look like Leandro, and it would be yeah, the most be tumblered of all the tumbled things. Mm-hmm. There'd be so many tumbler. I mean, I'm sure there's already tons of gross. Leandro Tumblr things. I don't even sure. want to know. <laughs> as long as he's in the correct body image. Like, I hadn't thought of that, and now I have, and thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Rule thank, 34. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Rule 34. Yeah. Um, we're going to see a lot of nightmares at Comic-Con this year, though, guys. <laughs> yeah. That outfit's so good. Yeah. It's great. It's, yeah. It's so good. And I loved her, uh, I loved her other dress, her, like, when, her, her Clark Kent, so to speak, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the thing where she was like, "How do I look?" and then he was like, oh, "You look flush. Are you sick?" That yeah, like like her dress, like her, yeah. her day clothes when she's not the didn't she day. didn't she have uh, another outfit like a third outfit that was like kind of like a laid back version of her nightmare? Oh, like when she was just chilling at the house. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, um, she's she was, oh, I just wanted her to just be like like chilling and like. You know, got like a got like a big goblet of brandy. She just yeah yeah. Bleh, she's that's three kids. She's super cool. <laughs> no, Maisie Williams knocked this out of the park. Oh yeah, so good. Uh, my first time watching her not play uh, Arya. Right. Yeah. Right. I think, I, I think all of us. Uh, and yeah, no, she just. I mean, what a hell of a role! What a, what a, what a gift for a, for an actor, mm-hmm. and she just brought such maturity and nuance. And she's going to be a massive, massive, massive actress. Yeah, she's she's, yeah. she's just getting started. Yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and the sh- the show was so smart in not killing her off or writing her off. Right. Um, that little little snippet of the end of her like in the photo, kind of like you know like like Bigfoot style. Yeah. Well, she's apparently like, yes. it's been announced that she's coming back this season. So this season, yeah, maybe for oh, the finale. Wow. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking. Um, probably at some point after Claire is dead. Sure. <laughs> Which I'm ass- yeah. I'm just kind of assuming is going to happen at this point. Um, I hated Sam Swift's gallows humor. It was so dumb. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my god! I loved it. I, I it hated was fun. it. I just thought it was so dumb. And then it, I I really I have a problem with. Like, I understand that this is the way that it was, but <laughs> I don't like really cartoonish mobs. Um, 
Oh, where they're like, we want to see someone I Yeah, how about this guy? And I was like, really? Come on. Like, and they're just like, yeah, hang that guy. Why not? Who cares? Just, whatever. Hang, just hang somebody. Let's. My favorite, like, extras moment was, like, there was, when the attack was happening, and it's just like, oh, it's a lion man. Like, someone just yells it, and it's just in there, and it's so funny. man! Really good payoff with the immortal chip. Although I yeah, saw them yeah. setting it up a mile away, but it was it was still like I was still when I when I realized what they were gonna do, I was just like, Oh, that's really clever. Like Yeah. By the way, I loved how we were all speculating about who she had already given it to and in this one she was like nobody was good enough. Yeah. Not even her husband. Yeah, not even her husband or her children or Yeah. yeah she's a dark character. Yeah. The yeah. shielder. Well, she couldn't give it to her babies, because then she'd just have a baby forever. Oh, that's totally true. Who would want a baby forever? Yeah. Good God. That poor baby. <laughs> just an eternal baby? Yeah, an eternal baby. <laughs> Ugh. God. Uh, that's the worst. Um, a lot of lot of hints of um, a shielder saying things like, you created me, or like, you're like my father, or mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm not, you're not my dad. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ugh. Uh, but then she, but then she did, but then she did call him dad. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, you guys, <laughs> they're never gonna do it." I love that she called herself the patron saint of the doctor's leftovers. Yeah, that's a hell of yeah, a that's, line. Yeah. Oof. What does that mean? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just vague enough to where you're like, "What does that mean?" Yeah. Well, because she's a saint, because she's immortal. Yeah. Yeah. So she's and she's the no, doctor's like, leftovers. Her, so she's no, the patron her... saint of them. Of the doctor, but like leftovers. I'm getting like she could easily be like sort of like the uh, uh, Harriet Jones, you know, mm-hmm. where or she could also turn into freaking like Gideon from Scott Pilgrim. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, hey, this guy dicked us over. Yeah, Let's maybe. like take him down. You know? Yeah, maybe. Although I will say, I think this episode has. I think last episode we were talking about, like, oh, wouldn't it be great if Maisie Williams became a companion? I think this episode made me actually not want that. Oh, yeah, sure, of course. Mm-hmm. This was where, where it was just like, ah, uh, you know what? Uh, no. Like, I, mean, I would rather episode, she just come back every once in a while. This whole episode was about, like, why she, why she shouldn't be a companion. Yeah, but I'm still seeing <laughs> everywhere that she, like, they're like, oh, we can't wait for Maisie Williams to be a companion next season. And I was like, really? Why? No. Did you watch the episode? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, Craig's an ex-companion. <laughs> or River. Or River. Yeah. Craig, Craig when, when the late show gets canceled or whatever. whatever. Any second now. Yeah, any second, yeah. Um, I'm back! Yeah. I love the Doctor playing guitar on the TARDIS. I love it so oh much. Oh my god, his, like, his, like, his, like brood, brood jamming? Yeah. Yeah. So great. Oh, that's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. What if it was like a saxophone and he just <laughs> just on top, just on top of the TARDIS with his sunglasses and the moon is just like <laughs> yeah, in, in an alley with the moon shining behind him, Ble- just bleeding gums, murphying about it. It, 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 and everything is wet because it's it rained recently. It's yeah, <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> and then you just see you smash cut to the credits and it's all saxophone. <laughs> 
get some Capaldi singing I don't know was he the vocalist in that band with Craig Ferguson did he do vocals I think he was yeah oh man like but I think he Capaldi... talks a lot about him not himself not being a good singer so I don't think oh, we would man. ever get that just 12th Doctor covering like some Clash yeah that'd be some good stuff mm-hmm. um yeah, it was it was a really it was a solid episode. Uh, yeah, the yeah, MacGuffin was, was extra MacGuffiny. It was very MacGuffiny. The eyes of Hades. Yeah. Um, it's a yeah, cool it name was, for like a yeah. female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, uh, very MacGuffiny. Um, they really need to get better fake facial hair on this show. Sure. <laughs> because it's bad all the time. Like, come on, just, just, just bump up the budget just a smidge to get the better facial hair, <laughs> because uh, it was really bad in the Robin Hood episode too. Or just hire people with beards. That too. I mean, you know, that's well. But it seems are... like they don't hire people until the very last minute. Sure. Um, so like they can't even give them the option to grow it out. You know, it always seems yeah. like we hired this person; they're going to be on set tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, Sam Swift's facial hair was real, real bad. Man, I, I almost feel like they just cast Maisie Williams as this character as an excuse for like the costume designers just like to dress her up. I mean, probably because like, well, because now I'm just oh, she can go to the '60s. She could like, oh yeah, be in like she can be in the '80s. I really want. I can't believe they haven't really done a '60s episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean, like a, like a first-class episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they haven't really done anything like that. They they got close with, like, the TV episode, but that Wait, episode what about the, bad. Yeah, and what about the episode the with the uh, with the Queen? Not the Queen. The one where the one where it's, like, ten, and uh, you got in my way, and, like... What? What's the one, the one where... That, the, oh, yeah. the, When this hair's all sexy, and it's, like, slick with back. The, That's the, the 50s, 50s one. That's one. the one I'm talking yeah, about, yeah. with the TV. Okay, Oh, the TV one. Okay. Yeah, idiot, idiot, idiots lantern. The idiots lantern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that one. That was that was the fifties. Thanks, Gatus. Yeah, that episode sucks. Um, yeah, Gatus, you suck. Get out of here. That one sucks, and it's the most <laughs> egregious example of why Ten and Rose were terrible for together. <laughs> I might be in the minority in that. In fact, I probably am, but I hated yeah. them together. <laughs> no, no, yeah, we went over there. They're the couple that is. They're like bullies. Like, yeah, they're sw- super snooty. Yeah. And they just think they're better than everyone else, and it's just like, ugh, you guys are. We the worst. give each other orgasms. <laughs> you give us. <laughs> Too much. Are we explicit? <laughs> you know, I just realized that in his episodes, in all of Moffat's episodes. Um, the only companion that he used with ten was Donna. Yeah, yeah, because because Rose is totally separated from the Doctor in Girl in the Fireplace, and mm-hmm. Martha, Martha is barely in. He, she's in like one scene in Blink. In Blink, that's yeah. true. And then, wow. And then, yeah. But then he uses the hell out of Donna. Hmm. Um, well, what about um the because. 
Rose and the Doctor are together in the Empty Child. No, no, no. I said I said ten and ten, oh, ten oh, and oh, a oh, companion. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. No. See, nine and Rose is great. Yeah. Nine and Rose is is that's the good stuff. But yeah. Yeah. But ten and Rose is just the worst. <laughs> um. Uh, but ten and Donna. Oh yeah, ten and Donna is the jam. The jam. Yeah. And ten and Martha's great too. Uh, yeah, when she's not really pining over him. Sure. Or when he's not, sorry, not Rose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just busy here thinking about my Rose. <laughs> Poor Martha. Poor Martha. Oh, Freeman. It's okay. so good. I, I, I just saw Sense8 the other day. She, 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 she rebounded pretty well. Yeah, she's really great. She was really great in Carrie Diaries. One of the reasons I watched that show. Yeah. She was in, like, Law & Order Limeys or something. Like, yeah. She was... Law & Order UK. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I watched a whole season of that show before. Oh I, my god! Yeah, really? I, I watched a whole season of that show because I was fascinated by their legal system. <laughs> I, because they wear wigs. In court. yeah, of course. Is yeah, that, yeah, um, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, isn't that, Peter that Davison sense. in that too? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. And he's, like um, he's their boss. What's his face? Yeah, what's his face from BSG is in that too? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, with his with his uh, with his Cockney accent. Yeah. So is like oh, the god. Supreme Court over there, like the Council of Elrond? Yeah. <laughs> every 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 uh every english person listening to this podcast just turned it off we're sorry <laughs> this woman deserves a full day in court gandalf <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway their legal i'd never seen it depicted before in modern times so I was fascinated yeah. by the fact that, like, the men and the women had to wear powdered wigs to court. That's awesome. That's so cool. Whenever I picture, um, like, a British court, I just picture the scene in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire where, like, they're interviewing um, that that reformed Death Eater and he's, like, just rolling on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Barty Crouch! <laughs> Junior! Oh! <laughs> David Tennant just running over like books and papers. Oh man, remember when David Tennant was in the worst Harry Potter movie? Uh, it's still it's still really good though. <laughs> like the worst mm. Harry Potter movie. That's like saying like you know the that worst. movie is pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I don't know, man. I just watched it the other day with the roommate, and I think I think I the th- end of the movie, the last twenty minutes, makes up for a lot of how bad it is. Oh sure, yeah, because yeah, like the, the last twenty minutes the... are. Mm, so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the scene with Cedric's dad. Yeah, all of that stuff is yeah. so good. Um, but, then but then everything I'm a, before I'm that. A sucker, I'm a sucker for the Yule Ball stuff. Like, Okay, the scene, Yule Ball wasn't too bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. But, and I really like the Quidditch. I, I really like the way they shot the Quidditch World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the first movie where the kids start to like act like kids. Like, there's that scene, there's this really beautiful yeah, scene where I they're like... I think the third one did that. The third one did that, but the fourth one was cool because they were like... There's a scene where they're walking through the woods with Hagrid after uh, Harry beats the Hungarian Horntail, and they're just, like, being friends, and, like, they sing the Hogwarts song. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is really good. Are you talking about Harry Potter again? What happened? <laughs> oh, yeah. How did we get even... to this place? <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to leave. Why does this keep happening? <laughs> um, Hogwarts is home, Scott. Uh, Hogwarts is home. Oh, no. And there's no Hogwarts without Hagrid. All right. Aww. Well, I guess that's this episode. Um, a lot of food for thought. 
yeah, a lot of, a lot of things to think about. Uh, next week is the Zygon invasion, which I am not remotely excited about, even a little bit. Um, mm. We're going to decide, after watching the first part, we're going to decide whether we're going to record next week or wait until part two and record them both together. Because um, if we just don't have enough to say in part one, we're not going to bother recording. Who's writing the Zygon episode? Let's find out. Kill the moon guy. That's oh, yeah, no. that's right. Kill the moon guy. Which makes Kill it even the worse. Moon guy. <laughs> What's the one after Zygons? The one after Zygons is uh, Sleep No More and then Face the Raven. One of which one of which is apparently a found footage episode. Ooh. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know which one it is, I'm not sure. But one of them is a found footage episode. At least according to Moffat at some sort of like some sort of panel of some sort somewhere. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Last week they did a panel somewhere and they were like kind of previewing out the rest of the season. And he mentioned yeah. that one of those, and I don't remember which one, but one of them is a found footage. Also, it seems as though Sleep No More and Face the Raven are not a two-parter. Ooh, oh, cool. interesting. They're the only two standalones. Is one of them about Edgar Allan Poe, like I, we've speculated earlier? I don't know. Um, I know that one of them is written by Gatiss, but I don't know if Gatiss wrote the found footage one or the other one. But okay. one of them one of them is the Gatiss episode. Wait, didn't we didn't Gatiss just write a good one? It was the Robin Hood one. Yeah. No, we like yeah. that one. Did he write that one? Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. Because remember we were like, but this is fun. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> did he... Um Yeah, I don't Speaking of Gatiss, uh January first, twenty sixteen, you Sherlock. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Cassandra's just chomping at the bit. Oh yeah. So excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I, 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 I found out that it was because uh, the trailer looked so good. Um, but I was I saw that the that it was coming to theaters and I was like, oh, and it's a special like that has nothing. To do oh, with wait, anything. I didn't know it was coming was to like, theaters. Oh, that'd be so, I'd see that. that. That'd be so cool to see in theaters. And then I was like, I, I was like, oh, I bet I bet like New Year's Day it'll come out in theaters and watch it. And, and it, it, no, it's going to be it'll, – it'll be in theaters on like the 6th or the 8th. So like almost a full week oh. after. Oh. And I'm like, oh, that's Well, that's lame. not bad. I still haven't watched Series 3, so like I'm good. Yeah, I mean you could you can watch it anyway though because it has nothing to do with the other show. No, I know, but it's like – I mean like I don't need to watch it on January 1st. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, I guess that's true. But then again, would will, will Tumblr be there? Of course. Did anybody – Yes. Okay, never Absolutely. Mind. Yeah, because that's the that's the reason I didn't see uh, uh, Deep Breath or uh, the Day of the Doctor on at, at the movies. Oh, why? Well, because like I didn't want to deal with like, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Screaming. Screaming. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I still might go see it in theaters. I don't know. It'll depend on, I guess, how busy. How busy I am. Although I think it, I think it hits theaters on January sixth, and I know for a fact that we're all very busy that day. Yeah, it's my birthday. It's your birthday. Uh, also, it's Geek by Night premiere day. Woohoo! So mm-hmm. there's that. Um, so What's sl- one more sleep thing? no more is the one written by Gatus, and then face the raven is written by the other the other female writer of the season, Sarah Dollard. Oh what my if... god! There's two female writers. I forgot. Yeah, there's another one coming. 
Holy moly. Although it's what weird sleep- that the two episodes aren't isn't a two-parter because they're both directed by the same guy. That is weird. Huh. They're both directed by Justin Malatnikov. Malatnikov. Hey, sounds Who like directed a Russian. this one? Uh, this one was directed by Ed Basilget. Hmm. Good job, Ed Basilget. The first, the last, the, yeah, he the did the last one too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what if Sleep No More is just about the Doctor and Clara going to New York and like seeing Sleep No More? Um, <laughs> Sleep No More is the found footage episode. So the found footage episode is written by Mark Gatiss and features footage uh. collected from a space rescue mission. That sounds like it could be it could be cool. Yeah, I would much rather see Mark Gatiss uh, do the 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 found footage episode, just because then there's a chance that I might like a Mark Gatiss episode rather than him just doing a regular episode, which would make me be like, no. That's. <laughs> I just wanted to get the hell out of my show. Yeah. <laughs> He's fine. He's just really like, bland. He's just really mediocre. Dr- yeah, it's like his performance is Mycroft. It's just really okay. <laughs> Face the Raven is the episode that Maisie Williams returns for, and uh-huh. also also returning Rigsy from Flatline. What? <gasps> awesome. Yeah. So we're gonna get so we're gonna get modern day uh, a Shielder. Yeah. Uh, what if what if what if her and Rigsy become a thing? Oh my gosh! Shipping it. <laughs> yeah, I always get. This sounds really bad, but whenever I try to picture Rigsy, mm-hmm. and I love Flatline, but I was like Rigsy, and it just like my brain just popped out Moses. Yeah, I was like, nope, not Moses. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Um, let's see. The Face the Raven is about uh, the Doctor, Clara, and Rigsy finding themselves in a secret alien world folded away among the streets of London. <gasps> Whoa! Is the Boneless coming back? I don't know. Okay, just, if this is the like term, an the alien fold- underworld, yeah, it seems like it's, it sounds like within. It, it sounds like it's a. It, it sounds kind of like Neverwhere. That, oh my god, the Neil Gaiman book, you know. What yeah. if Riggsy is just always the urban fantasy sci-fi <laughs> character? Maybe <laughs> Riggsy will be the new companion. If it's got spells and sidewalks on your man. <laughs> Okay. I like the idea of there just being this like alien underworld like black market thing. Just yeah, like like, like the Hellboy market. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I would totally be down with Rigsy being the new companion. Oh, yep. Okay. Well, I'm not going to say that part online uh, on the air. Oh, okay. I will wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> off off mic. Yep, off mic. So anyway, so that's that's what we got to look forward to. Um, but before we get to those. We have the Zygon. Have to put up episodes. with two weeks of Zygons. Yeah. Oh, the second part of the Zygon was co-written by Stephen Moffat. Yeah. So that's Meh. that's something. That's, that could be good. <laughs> Actually, yeah. he wrote the last time the Zygons were on, and that wasn't that great. So never mind. Yeah. That's yeah. All right. Whoa. Well, hold on. From. I I love Day of the Doctor. I love Day of the Doctor, except for the Zygons. Well, sure. I I like Day of the Doctor in theory. Yeah. I, I don't like it in practice. What, what does that mean? <laughs> I I can't. I I know everyone. I love John Hurt as an actor. Uh-huh. He's awesome. I hate the War Doctor. Oh. Interesting. I hate him. Oh. Yeah. Why? I know we've he's, talked about it. He's so nice. 
No, he is, but I just I hate the concept of the War Doctor. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. That's just me. All right. Well, if you have thoughts you want to share on uh, The Woman Who Lived, thoughts, theories about the theme of the season, whatever, find the post of this episode on thedoctorscompanion.us and leave a comment, or send us an email tdcpodcast at gmail.com actually you know what I'm going to update that because I think I gave us a real email address do you think Woo-hoo. you've lived past your expiration date I'm pretty sure tell us in the comments yeah oh my god <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I have a, an actual real email address but I'll get that updated and ready for next week so anyway tdcpodcast at gmail.com if you're on twitter follow us at tdcpod I don't know why it says at T- it says at TDC podcast in my notes. I wonder how long it's been like that. Whoops. That's weird. Yeah. So at TDC pod, so you'll know the second a new episode hits or follow our personal accounts. I'm at Scott Corelli. Nick is at Nick and Jimenez and Cassandra is at dark hearted Rose. If you like the show, do us a favor, leave us a review on iTunes. We will give you a shout out on the show. And of course, most importantly, get out there and just tell people that they should listen to this show because we are good. Yes. We done good. You know what? We're okay. Um, and then uh, on the other side of things, and just in case we don't come back next week, uh, you should check out our other podcasts. Uh, Nick and I have not writing, which hasn't had a new episode in a while, but we've been busy. Um, but it's uh, Nick and I, we just kind of talk about whatever on that show so that's fun um there's also back to the future minute which uh is our new podcast where we analyze it's a daily podcast where we analyze the movie back to the future one minute at a time uh comes out monday through friday and our third week had cassandra on it um the whole week yes she was she was there she was we, we 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 talked about the the darkness that is the McFly family's history and the only life. guest to survive all five days uh, until th- this week or next week right this right, week right. this week um, and then uh, so check that out that's at backtothefutureminute.com um, it's good and we've been getting good reviews and and good feedback and people seem to really like it a lot. Uh, and it's our most popular show, like, right away, <laughs> like, immediately. Um, so that's pretty fun. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So check out uh, Back to the Future Minute. Uh, it probably, in theory, it shouldn't work, but I swear it does. Um, I'm I'm surprised every week that it's, that it's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, but it's a really fun show, so go check that out. BackToTheFutureMinute.com, or it's on iTunes. And then, of course... Uh, please subscribe to Geek by Night, which premieres January 6th. It is the uh, audio drama uh, that uh, I created and Nick and I are show running and Cassandra is on the writing staff. Uh, so we're all involved and it's a really great show and it premieres January 6th. But you can subscribe now because we've been like posting some like behind the scenes stuff up every once in a while um, to sort of like promote the premiere of the show as it gets closer so um subscribe now and and uh so you'll be all ready and if you really want to be a pal and uh and 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 help us out you can go to uh, patreon.com slash geek by night and support us and actually one of the rewards 
uh, if you if you if you if you subscribe at the five dollar a month level, you get like all kinds of like Geek by Night stuff. But if you subscribe at the ten dollar level, you have a chance. Uh, a very good chance at the moment because there's not a lot of subscribers yet. But um, if you subscribe at the ten dollar uh, level, you have a chance of uh, guest ho- guesting on this show that you're listening to right now. So um, that is one of the options. You can guest on this show or Back to the Future Minute or not writing. So um, there you have it. That's all I got. It's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway. Also, uh, you know, GoFundMe. <laughs> send, send Nick to England. Um, more information on that as it develops. <laughs> uh, all right. We will talk to you guys next week or possibly not next week and the week after. <laughs> we'll somehow, you'll, you'll somehow find out if we're recording or not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next, time we, next time you hear from us, though, whether it's next week or the week after, we will be talking about Zygons. That much I can and, promise and, you. And how hard they suck. All right, bye. Bye.